two. Good morning, everybody. Hey, now. What's happening, Hoops? It's enough. The only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. With your hosts, Ryan Eckner and Scott Sweeney, the Turkey Boys. Hello, fans. Right now, you're listening to Hame. Now I'm in it from their new... Now I'm in it from Fucked Up the Post. Now I'm... It's a great start. Now I'm in it, mate. Yeah, this is their hot new uh, chart topper. Big fan of this band. Like their, uh, like their poppy fun. Is cuts. it true that um, you've had sex with all three of them? It is. I mean, I didn't want to brag. It's not my style, it's but Scotty yeah. humility. I get it. Yes. But yeah, they, like Paul Thomas Anderson directs their videos now. Like they're they're a big deal. I don't know if you saw the video for this particular track. I do not watch music him. videos because I am a 36 year old man. <laughs> That's reasonable. I do when they're directed by uh, no, that's an, fair. That's an fair. auteur, Boston, yeah. such as uh, PTA. He's uh, he's really good. Even with a music video, it's, uh, it's a good watch. No, he's kidding. But yeah, we're here. We're doing a, a morning show in more ways than one. You'll, uh, uh, you'll, you'll find out in time, fans. But uh, do we have any emails from the, do, old, actually. the old mailbag? Start us off. Uh, Brian... Brian! Super friend, friend of the show, Brian, uh, corrected us. Uh, Market corrected. The Six Degrees of Separation reference that we made, I believe we said it was on a carousel. It was actually on a horse-drawn carriage. And he sent us the clip. So this is what we were talking about. Mm. I was wondering if I could fuck you. Man, I don't do things like that. That's what makes it so nice. (laughs) You don't. Ha ha. And I mean, I'm still in the that being Will Smith's best movie camp. Mm. Just it is what it is for me. Have you seen Hitch? Sure have. <laughs> I enjoyed it. No doubt. No. Yeah, I gotta watch Six Degrees of Separation. I'm gonna. I'll get it in in time. It's a pops up on one of these streamers. It's on Amazon Prime, I believe. Ooh, easy peasy. Yeah, good one. There you go. Um, weekend box office is not that impressive. Yeah, what do you got? Run, run Terminator. It down well, it's not over yet. I mean, today counts, but yes, this might be just Friday. They're saying Friday. Some weird. What came out that that Harriet Tubman movie? Yeah, I think that's called Harriet, which looks insane. That's like, not even tracking. They show her roaring around with a gun so much in it. It looks like a, a John Wick movie. I'm confused. Is that real? Like the, that? The weekend numbers aren't really out yet. It must have. I Maleficent mean, did pretty well ooh. last weekend and the weekend before. That's surprising because it's a sequel to a movie that doesn't exist. But I guess the kids were. I was uh, gonna say the kids. Some girl on the train uh, that I was next to. The going girl to, on the train. I know. I know. I walked right into it. <laughs> Uh, was talking about she was six and just talking to me it was or three or four whatever and she was talking to me about Maleficent and then she was watching that and I was like this movie does exist I guess yeah. um, speaking of stuff that doesn't exist no uh, but real quick 
Because you were mentioning that girl shut off a bunch of movies. You oh, yeah, seeing, yeah, yeah. You were seeing her shut stuff. It's true. It's not like I'm going to come back to this topic. Yeah, she yeah. was. She shut off like four movies in a row. And I had to help her work the iPad at one point because her dad was like in a weird seat. And like they, they were like there was a bunch of kids with this family. So they didn't there was no way they could sit next to all of them. So they mm. just said, fuck it and just put them in the closest spot they could. Look at you being charming on the well, train. I was showing her how to work the iPad. And it was funny because as she was flipping through, you could tell it wasn't just her iPad. At one point, she had the iMessages open. In my mind, I was like, if this was my kid, they'd see, like, our group text and, like, the the vile things we say to one another. And it just would probably scar them for life. (laughs) And it's just, like, it's funny how normal people can live their lives. Like, it's like they don't talk to their friends the way that we talk to each other. And, like, this girl was just, like, shutting off things willy-nilly. She went through, like... I want to say seven movies in a four, three and a half hour train ride. Yeah, it got us thinking. I'm here for. I respect it. We gotta have a kid on the show for uh, one of our shut segments. Yes. Or just to hear a kid talk about a movie and give us a nice review. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, good animated movie segment. Yeah. A kid call in. So if you are listening and you have a kid, and you want to have them do something for us with no incentive whatsoever, shoot me an email <laughs> at. Uh, Enough the podcast at gmail.com. Oh, and also... I think we're going to get a lot of bites on this. I forgot to mention, Brian also emailed and asked if I watch Power Confidential. And the answer is no. I tried it. I watched a little of it. It's really bad. Are you talking about the Power After Show? Sure am. Is it also hosted by Chris Hardwick? No, it's hosted by Terrence J. Oh. Who's like a e-news commentator, I guess, who's sort of pivoted to Showtime because I imagine... He doesn't have much going. Yeah. And it was it was pretty bad. I tried about 20 minutes of it. I can't believe a show like that even has an after show. They're just like, The Walking Dead does it. I guess we should too. So people think this is like a show worth watching and talking about. Yeah, I mean, I really like power. But I'm the first power. person to say that it's not confusing or compelling enough to merit an after show with yeah. a proper explanation of the entire episode. Yeah, after each episode. No, not unnecessary. That's a could you. If I've um, never seen one. News wise, let's get into it. You uh, on Netflix with Penn Bagley is coming back for season two. Oh, which I think is kind of interesting. Isn't Chris D'Elia part of this new sure season? Sure is. It's getting a lot of work out there. And. I, yeah, I'm. He's getting a lot of Netflix work too, like Netflix specials. He's doing the Jazak um, Snyder movie. That's that's true. I feel like yeah, they have like certain people who are like he's a guy for them. They're now. guys, and <laughs> that's you know, shout out to Chris D'Elia, friend of the show. Looking forward to seeing you on season two. Did you watch any of you? I watched, like, the first two episodes. Didn't hook you, huh? No. It was decent, but, yeah, it didn't... uh, I was not compelled to keep watching. It's a millennial, less interesting Dexter. And I feel like we were talking about you on our first couple of episodes. Yeah. And it's just... I'm still hooked, because all I do is watch TV, but... What's the bit? He's, like, a creep, and he's following this chick, and he has a heart of gold? Or is he sinister? I mean... Happy medium? He's kind of sinister. Like, at one point, he has a guy... In the comp, I won't. I'm not gonna spoil it. There are people that probably do care, but yeah, like he has a bit of a Dexter vibe to him. Mm. And speaking of that, actually, that remind me to talk about that new Sean William Scott movie in uh, reviews because I do have that written down. In it's a Dexter esque uh, premise. Good. 
While we're on the subject, Jared Paladaki from Supernatural was arrested outside of a club for starting a fight and hitting two bouncers. Oh. Is that something that happened to you a couple weeks ago, too? How'd yeah. that end up? I mean, it was fine. I just uh, I let them know I'm a co host of the Enough podcast. And sure. Everyone just like parted like the Red Sea. Right, and they apologized to yeah, you. The whole deal. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I love the idea of him or any celebrity like starting a fight. Like we were saying, like, oh, you're going to take down one bouncer and yeah. then you're like the king of the club for the night. And everyone's like, oh, you're cool. You won the fight. You're back. There's really no winning either. Like, even if you do beat up one of these extremely tough, probably, you know, Eastern European types, mm. there's just going to be several more and you're yeah. going to get the shit kicked out of you. And there's really, they can kind of do whatever they want to you because you're drunk yeah. and you started the fight and nobody's going to believe you when there's seven of them yeah. saying, oh, he did this and we did this. Him drunk, like, who do you think you're messing with, bro? Yeah. I've been on Supernatural for 15 seasons. Is he in anything else? <laughs> uh, He's just a UPN guy or whatever the fuck network that's on. WB or yeah. whatever, the CW. He was in the Friday the 13th remake like 10 years ago. The not was that. directed by Wes Craven one? No. Who directed it? Like Jonathan Lipnicki? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think some guy <laughs> named... Jonathan something. The guy who did the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake also did the Friday the 13th remake. I remember thinking that was odd. Like, what? The one that came out have, in 2013? We're going to have this guy just remake all these horror classics? This is Senku. I'm going to guess Jonathan Liebsman, if you're looking it up. Let me know if I've still got it. Deep track. Is worthless, it called Friday the 13th? Worthless knowledge-wise. Yeah, it's just Friday the 13th. Uh, it's 2009. There it is. I was looking at the wrong one. Bada bing. Your, what was your guess? Jonathan Liebsman. Unfortunately, you are incorrect. It was Fuck. Marcus Nispel. Fuck. Who I've never heard of, and he's a German guy. Oh. He also directed Pathfinder, Conan the Barbarian remake. Pathfinder! And the 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. He's just a remake guy. And I don't know what the fuck Pathfinder is, do you? Yes. <laughs> That was a blockbuster hit. That's a movie that doesn't exist with like Barry Pepper as Oof. like a warrior. I guess he did some something. music videos. He did a Faith No More music video, oh. a couple Brian Adams videos, Simply Red, mm. Puff Daddy. He did the Victory video. That's pretty cool. What is that? A Puff it's Daddy a, song? It's a uh, Puff Daddy and the Family song. I'll play a clip of it. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Everyone's used to play. A hip hop song, and I'm here for it. Some Diddy. You haven't heard this? Nah, nah. One, two. I might know when it comes in. You'll know it. You'll know it. Is this fire? Rap along with it. (laughs) You're basically the P Diddy of the Enough podcast. P Rabbit. This is actually a really good workout song. Unironically, I love this. I mean, I need just a minute of it when the beat drops. I was actually, while we're talking rap, I watched an episode of this Netflix rap show that, like, it's basically American Idol, but for rappers. And it has a whole season of, like, 13 episodes. I only watched the final one to see, like, the best of the best. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. It was interesting. What's it called? It's called... Hold on, I put a note here about it. Like, 
Rhythm and Flow or something? Yeah, Rhythm and Flow. It's on Netflix. Is Terrence Howard attached to it at all? <laughs> Probably. The judges, the judges are T.I., Cardi B, and Chance oh. the Rapper. Yeah, which, that was Victory from Puff Diddy. Yes. I guess they're all cool. They're all actors in their own right. Yeah, Cardi B has a lot going for her. Chance the Rapper is in Slice, one of the worst movies I've That's ever seen. That's an A24 seen. movie, too. Yeah. I, I almost rented it, and you said that it was like the worst thing you've ever seen. And I was like, if he doesn't enjoy it, there's it's, really no chance that I'm going to be able to dive into this thing. It's like as bad as it gets. A24 should strike that from their record. It's, it's a blight on their otherwise strong thing. I know but you're yeah. a fan of TV and film, so can <laughs> Sorry about that. But yeah, the Cardi B, she's always going ochre doing that thing and talk- you talked about this before you don't like that at all do you no and she's talking she would she's always going on about popping her pussy whatever that is i don't know what that entails i don't really know what that means either to <laughs> be honest but yeah the show it wasn't bad they pair him up with producers and make a song and then they perform at the end it, it was watchable yeah and Car- cardi b has a thing about her that that she's very relevant she's a talented rapper i guess i'm not as big into hip-hop as i used to be so i'm sort of and i'm older now i'm out of the loop but mm. she just doesn't fucking shut up yeah. and the sound of her voice and she's always at odds with everybody she's always pissed it's like hey you have a hundred million dollars now you don't need to be the person you were when you lived in a shitty neighborhood and you were disenfranchised by everybody like you've made it you're yeah. you're okay there's, there's nothing for you to be upset about. Yeah. You, I just would love for her to just pipe down. And, you know, they could say that I'm being sexist, for, you know, for not wanting a woman to voice her opinion. But I guess I'm saying I don't want a woman to voice her opinion. You wow. stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt! <laughs> Uncle June, my goodness. Um, Calm down. What do you got news-wise? I'm going on and on over here now. The, uh... I saw the Game of Thrones guys got fired or... <laughs> amicably left the uh, Star Wars trilogy that they announced they were going to start making a few months ago. And this happens with all these Star Wars movies. They, you know, they hire people and they get fired or even get fired like halfway through making it. Like Lord and Miller got fired from Solo. And, uh... Solo? What's his face? Ron Howard had to come in and finish it. I See, I didn't know that. I don't follow this these at all. Oh, yeah. Every Star Wars movie they made with Disney has had like a horror story of a production that involves at least like one major firing. Like there's a lot of weird stuff going on so over there. So which Game of Thrones prequel did they cancel? It was House of the Dragon: Fire Will Rain, and then they're bringing back yeah. another one. Well, they they have like several in development. The oh. because that's like the only hit HBO's had in years, so they're like, oh, we should get five like prequel spinoffs popping off. What about uh? I can't even think of a joke. <laughs> that's a shame. What about the Deuce, oh. which just uh, very quietly wrapped up season its, two? Oh no, season three, and it just had its series finale. To why did they the littlest amount of fanfare imaginable on earth? Why did they axe the Deuce? Did they cancel it or I, I mean think, what do they care? No I one think nobody was watching it and James Franco got cancelled and ah, it was just they a finally got show. him. They tried to stick him a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I just wonder, you know, when you're gonna get me too'd. Me? Yeah. I think they're they're me? after you next. Good luck. <laughs> um I don't know. No, but Game is, of Thrones was Can I quote the morning show or is that gonna fuck up our segment? No, it's fine. 
There's a uh, Apple TV Plus morning show, and we're going to dive into this in a little bit. I call this like a teaser, I guess, but there's a quote yeah. where Steve Carell says they came for, they came first for the rapists, and I did nothing because I wasn't a rapist. And then they came for the powerful men, and I forget the rest of the quote, but he's basically the thing about the morning show that I find most fascinating, starring Steve Carell, wow. Jennifer Aniston, um, Reese Crudup, and uh, Billy Crudup, and Reese Witherspoon and friend of the show Mark Duplass is it somehow makes you empathize with a guy who just got me too which is a fascinating angle that nobody's really had the balls to take and leave it to Apple the biggest fucking company in the world to just say you know what this is the stance and if you don't like it then it really doesn't matter because it doesn't matter (laughs) I wish I had that drop Um, yeah it's super interesting and we're gonna get um, a special guest on the air, a uh, friend of the show, Cod Peace, aka Madam, aka Marty, aka Mike Connolly, to discuss the morning show with us. He's a huge Apple TV Plus fan and a huge morning show fan. He likes actual morning shows, which is another thing we're gonna skewer him on. So yes. uh, stay tuned. That's gonna be in a little bit. Brace yourselves for another Cod Pod. Sort of a mosaic, a collage yeah. of a bunch of different experiences. There isn't one that completely embodies it. Wow. Um, what else? But yeah, and the Naomi Watts Game of Thrones spinoff, they like shot a, a pilot and did a whole deal and then reshot it a bunch and then we're just like, I guess this sucks. We're abandoning this. Which, it's always fun, the, the pre-cancellation. It's like a show getting canceled, but it never even had a chance. It had one episode. Where's my boy Dinklage? Dinklage? They're giving him a spotlight again? He's probably just sitting on Doe Island, just having the time of his life he's probably like gonna retire from acting he seems like one of those guys who's well, he's, not into the whole scene he's tiny how and, famous he is and they got the role of a lifetime for a little guy mm. and talk about typecast yeah i mean i couldn't imagine him as anything else now it's true yeah he's basically ted levine yeah in terms of like a powerful perfect character that is just like there's not going to be anything else happening after that. Yeah. He'll be fine, though. He can fund some sort of passion project if he's so inclined at mm. any point. Um, I took to Instagram the other day and saw a video posted by Kevin Hart, sort oh. of, of his recovery and him walking again. And him after he was in a terrible car accident, uh, I think it was in like Mulholland Drive in the Hollywood Hills or pch or one of those good. famous california <laughs> naomi watts yes as you mentioned her i was hoping you anyway um <laughs> he was seriously seriously injured had a major back surgery mm. um and this was i think back in september and he's okay now he's walking again he's not paralyzed and unfortunately i think we're all going to be paralyzed after we take in the jumanji sequel hey which looks like a tremendous turkey <laughs> i'm like embarrassed at what a franchise that is like the first one did surprisingly well and now they i don't know people talk about it in a way where i don't know it, it looks awful that um the new one at say? least has the wrinkle where like the rock is playing Danny DeVito, so he's acting DeVito-like, and Kevin Hart's playing, uh, what's his face, Danny Glover, so he's, like, doing a Danny Glover voice. I thought that looked kind of fun. At least they're trying, like, something else, but I don't know why people like that first Jumanji. I thought it was one of the most, like, generic 
uninteresting. We saw that together in Braintree, and I remember uh-huh. I had a nice uh, popcorn and a Coke on ice like I like so much, and I feel like there was some candy involved, so I had had a pleasant experience. <laughs> yes. Feeling that little... Kids buzzing. As long as, as long as you have a treat, you uh, yeah, if I will have remember a, the movie as a positive experience. Yeah, I mean... We're going to talk about it in reviews, but I took in Terminator Dark Fate with my brother in New York yesterday, and in the high-class IPIC theater, which is a big thing we like. Yes. And I got to say, I like the uh, Chestnut Hill Lux a little better than the IPIC, which is a separate segment I should do, but... Mm, yes. But yeah, while we're still in news, yeah, yeah, sorry. is a new The Grudge. Oh, come on. I think is embarrassing. Who's directing that, like... Nope. <laughs> miss. Just swing and a miss. I love all these. God damn it. <laughs> it's like we're playing t-ball. Yeah. Go ahead. Kid setting himself up and dropping the ball. But I just think it's embarrassing. Like The Grudge, the Sarah Michelle Gellar one, was a remake of a Japanese movie. And now we're just rebooting a remake. And the plot of that isn't even so good it's like oh you gotta hit this again it's just like it's like all these movies like oh you're cursed by a evil girl and everyone gets jump scared to death it's just like another the grudge that's what's coming out that's what it's embarrassing who yeah who's who's lining up for the grudge remake Ooh. We saw The Grudge in the theaters. I think that was a Patriot Cinema special. Yes. I probably saw The Grudge 2 in the theater. Like you definitely sicko. own a copy of The Grudge on DVD. I do. It's true. Well, yeah. Um, everybody made a huge production about Heidi Klum's Halloween costume. Yeah. And I'm here to say no one cares. Mm. And I'm Team Seal. Because <laughs> so Team Seal. She lost me in their divorce. Kiss from a rose over here. Yeah, the... That's always embarrassing when that the news for the the days after Halloween they're like look at this celeb in this outfit it's like okay that's nothing yeah we put that in the obituaries so let's yes just do that obituary right out of the gate yeah that's a good open celebrities in their Halloween costumes yeah no like, more. oh it's it's Pete Davidson dressed up like Woody from Toy Story oh <laughs> Pete Davidson should be dressed up like um ooh ooh. Ooh, this is the bit give up episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like it. That's three. I think three is my max. That's the end. I'm going to be firing on all cylinders after this. I got a little bit of coffee left. Get the coffee in me. Kid's got the coffee cranking through his system. Ah, coursing through my veins. Yeah, let's what no about, longer uh, talk about celebrities' Halloween costumes. That's over. We about, have another obit I'm going to tease as well. It's about ooh. a TV show that we want out of here. All right, all right. What about uh, Ridley Scott's new Gucci movie starring Lady Gaga? <laughs> He's excited. La 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 la. I'm here to say that I would have sex with Lady Gaga. Wow, would you now? I would. Hmm. That's ah, la, ha, la. very bold and brave of you to come out with such a such a stance. I just want to get another look at you. Uh, what? You're making movies with other people? Not cool. But yeah, this, the Gucci, who's she playing? Like Mrs. Gucci? Yeah, like Gucci's <sighs> wife or daughter or something. Was there like some sort of an assassination attempt? Or like, I feel like this I think is you're a thinking, Versace. Yeah. No, it was somebody died. Oh, like, Gucci died too? 
The fashion yeah. world is dangerous, I'm learning. My I'm goodness. Gonna, I'm going to fill you back in here. Gucci. Oh. Like eighth grade? No, I know. <laughs> I get it. That actually, yeah. yeah. I'm back in. Grown? My goodness. But this sounds like one of Ridley Scott's boring ones. Like, he either, one of. He, yeah. He either makes like an alien movie or a historical sweeping <laughs> epic or like a really slow, boring like drama like a good year or Oof. all the money in the world i liked all the money in the world what of it hmm. loved it in fact bought it on vod i shut it i thought it was a snooze the masked singer but yeah, he either does like an epic or a nice slow roasted turkey he's he's all over the map lady gaga does a lot of shit she does her imdb is just littered with crap she does. She's one of those people who does all the like American horror stories and pops up on like, yeah. all those Ryan Murphy shows. I'm that still don't a fan, exist. but come on. She's got some cuts. She was in Sin City. She was the second one. Oh, a Dame to Kill. Oof, yeah. oof, oof, oof. I think she was in one of the machetes. Also, she was. She dabbled. Machete with, kills. Yeah, in no, twenty thirteen. She was dabbling with the Robert Rodriguez stuff, <clears throat> and I was like, you know what? I think I'll make real movies. That's fair. Um, they're making Ant-Man 3. Can we just discuss the fact that, A, this movie doesn't need to exist, and B, Paul Rudd being white hot is just kind of irritating? He's just charming the world. I mean, it makes sense that they make another one. They ran out of some heroes in The Last Avenger, so they're like, yeah, hey, we still got this Ant-Man, and what's-her-face, the Wasp? Are you a big... Uh Rudd guy? I feel like you, you I like love Rudd. Rudd. I'm charmed we, by Rudd. We discussed shutting his new show. Yeah, I didn't like that show, but in general, I find Rudd very charming, likable. He's good in the Ant-Man movies, although Have I wish seen were... all. you've seen them all a bunch of times, or just one run through each? What, at the end? Yeah, yeah. Ant-Man? I've seen the first one a couple times. The second one was... <laughs> I didn't realize he was setting me up. It was too power it through. But yeah, the second Ant-Man was not great, and that's probably why they were uh, holding back on whether or not they want to do a third one, but mm. eventually... Where the like, fuck yeah. is he, you fucking cunt? You're out on Rudd? You've had enough? I just... I liked him in um, Wet Hot American Summer, and Oof, I think yeah, that's, that's, that's it for me. He's great in that. He has a bunch... Like, he I, seems like a nice guy, and like there, I saw a video the other day where he's been playing a clip from... Some goofy '80s movie on mm. every time he goes on Conan for 15 years. Like he'll say, "Like let's play a clip from my uh, new movie." Yeah, the Mac and Me, the Mac and Me that. clip. Yeah, that's fun. That's funny. Yeah, I'll give him that. If, like I'm a, pre- it's like an Andy Kaufman kind of bit, you know, 15 years and he keeps hitting. Like, that's that's funny. That type of, re- you know me, I love repetitive stuff. Like as evidenced by the fact that I play the same clips mm. 450 times before I'm sick of them, and I'm not gonna get sick of them. Let's take a stand. I saw one of the worst bumper stickers I've ever seen the other day. Was it Paul Rudd themed? <laughs> it was not. Well, kind of, Disney-wise. You know how people have the the thing that says Salt Life for, like, surfers? Yeah, yeah, what is that? Is that a clothing line or something? I think it's just a, a thing that surfers are into. Or maybe it is a clothing line. That would make more sense. But I saw a bumper sticker that said Walt Life, like, in the Disney font. And... <laughs> 
it's like, oh, Salt Life, but you're a big Disney fan. I was like, this is the biggest reach for even a bumper sticker that I think I've ever seen. Like, what kind of... I'm like, oh, you're a big Disney guy? You love Walt Disney? Like the chain-smoking racist lunatic who, who that, lucked his way into a fortune and now is... That anti-Semite monster who started a company that'll swallow the world whole like a fucking Leviathan? Yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Let's sign up for that. Walt life! Oh my Walt God! Walt life! So you ever fun. try to go to Disney World? Walt life fucking sticker guy? You have any idea how fucking overpriced it is? Yeah. And they had to redo... They had Fast Pass so you could skip the lines. Then they had to get rid of Fast Pass and get some new thing where you pay even more. One of my clients went to Disney World with his family and they paid... They, he makes a lot of money so it's fine. Mm. But in order to skip the lines with his three daughters, he had to like hire some sort of concierge who drove them around in a golf cart for like $1,000 an hour. Ooh. It's just like you're just setting fucking money on fire. Yeah. Go should, fuck yourself, Disney. I should get a gig as one of those concierges. That sounds Bring like, back Michael Eisner and we can talk. Yeah. It's like, to be like a Disney person at this point, you just seem like, unless you work for them, it's like, why are you, why are you doing this? You're a it's little like, baby. They already own everything and it's just... He stinks and I don't like him. Yes. And you were in a, the Big Apple. Sure was. Over the weekend. Uh, a cinematic treasure. As they say, it's uh, featured in many films as a character, not even just a location. Mr. Amos does cactus. Did you see any celebrities while you were there? Like uh, uh, maybe Woody Allen? I saw a uh, director of uh, Leaving Las Vegas, Mike Figgis, mm. and we had a great chat actually mm. about Leaving Las Vegas too, where Nicolas Cage comes back from the dead oh. and kicks his alcoholism wow. and moves into an apartment with me as a fellow sober friend. Damn. I wish we this become, was true because this sounds good. We become fast pals and pretty much everything sorts itself out. We'll put it that way. Yes. I mean, that's lovely. You've uh, you've ran into a lot of fun celebs over the years. Have you ever told the fans about your celebrity run I run-ins? have a few good celeb run-ins. I feel like yeah. we, should do, we should tease this and do one a week. Ooh. Who do you want to hear about this week? Think of some of the ones you know and I'll tell the story. I mean, Mel Gibson's probably your biggest. Can't wait! <laughs> Uh, I met Mel Gibson at a party in the Hollywood Hills. At a party. At a party. And... Already, you sound like the coolest guy. Well, we weren't invited to the party. I was with... uh, Even cooler! My friend Jen from when I worked at Entercom. Hello, Jen. And Jen and her boyfriend, now husband, myself, and his pals uh, kind of coerced our way into a like a you know Hollywood Hills kind of party literally like something you'd see in a movie this sounds very movie-ish yes and we got in there was like a huge spread of food but nobody was eating there was just like a bunch of models and us and I was just like nervous and didn't really talk to anybody I was standing outside smoking a cigarette because like people still smoke in Hollywood which is kind of nice and I mean I've since quit but even still I have support for smokers and I remember hearing somebody say, so nobody has a lighter, and I turned around, and it was friend of the show, Mel Gibson. I wow. lit a cigarette for him, and then I complimented him on a movie that I had just watched, which was Get the Gringo, yes. which was like a, you know, and I, I remember, I don't think it was out yet, I, and I had torrented a screener copy of it, mm. and I would imagine he was probably like, how did he see this? He probably thought he saw it like at a cool premiere or something. He either thought I was like a cool guy who got into a premiere or put it together that I'm a hack who <laughs> goes on his fucking laptop and steals films. I don't do it anymore because, you know, I'm a grown man now, but this was like yeah. eight years ago. Yeah. 
This was after all the thing, you know, his big... Uh, yeah, exactly. That? It was after that, right? <laughs> yeah, he, and, and it was like right in the wake of that. And yeah. he still had a bunch of tens with him, you know, like no one cares. Yeah. I'm people just... love pretending that like people are canceled and they aren't. And he came back and, you know, he did Daddy's Home too, and he's directing oh, yeah. again. He's like back now. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that guy who said the N-word and a bunch of, you know, like insane, sexist, <laughs> homophobic, racist, anti-Semitic shit. Like, yeah, let's just sign up. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm, I'm not going to agree with him, but... So that's my Mel Gibson story. Um, yeah, that'll be a fun new segment. You, you got a bunch of... Uh, yeah, I like that ends. idea. Yeah. I have a few more. That was probably the best one, but there's at least a couple good ones. Yeah, lighting his CI. That's cool guy stuff. I can't remember if I lit it or if I handed him the lighter, but either way, like, it was, you know, it was a moment in my life. He wasn't very polite, to be perfectly honest. He was kind of short with me, like, because I'm not an attractive woman. Mm. And I, I don't know if he thought I was going to take his babes because, you know, <laughs> that's what I did. Mel, I'm after your babes. I don't think the babes would have gone with me just to be just to be direct. I mean, you weren't in Lethal Weapon. Do you have more news? I was going to um, say one more item and then. Yeah, same. Let's both do one go more ahead. and then let's get our. Go, go with yours. I got to queue up a bit anyway. Look at our illustrious guest on the horn. Um. Just that I love the idea of watching the Nick, and that one of these days I'm gonna watch it. Like this for the fans, it's a Clive Owen Cinemax original. Yes, which, you have access to my Cinemax through my Amazon Prime, so yeah. feel free to jump in whenever, and I'll see it in my recently watched and have a big laugh. <laughs> it's just one of those shows that and Peaky Blinders. They're both shows I've attempted. And I can't get into, but I feel like those are good, like, guy shows. Like, you watch those shows and you learn, like, how to be a man, even though you don't. I don't know why people like Peaky Blinders so much. I tried to get into it. It's it's pretty boring. Yeah. And if anyone was going to get into it, I would. It's, like, a, it's cheeky and British, which I love, and it's, like, gangster stuff. But I've tried several episodes. It's not... Yeah, didn't I... Didn't grab uh, me at all. Did nothing for me. But folks, I'm gonna get into the Nick, and Fucking it's gonna be a wow. What uh, what do you got? Uh, they're remaking. Well, John Legend and Kelly Clarkson are remaking Christmas classic "Baby It's Cold Outside," which was originally this song, originally done by Dean Martin. Yeah, it's sort of notorious for being creepy and. If you listen to the lyrics, it's like a, a guy coercing a drunk woman to come back inside the house and let him date rape her, basically. Yeah. I'm getting shivers imagining John Legend's like woke new version of this. It's like, if you want to hang out with me, like, it's your choice. Yeah. It's just so stupid. You can do whatever you want. You're a woman with all the power. And it's <laughs> yeah. just fucking dumb. It's a bad song. It's a bad premise. I don't like John Legend one bit. I don't like his cheeky Twitter relationship or whatever the fuck it is with um, Kimora Lee Simmons or whatever that Asian <laughs> woman he's married to. Oh, I, what is uh, Chrissy Teigen? There it is. Yeah. I don't like her. She's kind of funny. I, I like that she's sort of sassy and will just come at other celebrities like Trump. She had a thing going with him. Yeah. It's terrific. She's funny on Twitter. Okay. I take well, it back. She's all right. But it's 
I always forget he even like, d- does music. I always just... He's always around just doing... Chrissy Teigen's husband stuff? Yeah. Right. Him and that guy from Hamilton. They're always just like around. Lin-Manuel like, Miranda? Yeah. They're like, look, we got Lin-Manuel Miranda and John Legend. And everyone's like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, All right. I guess that's something. Is she there drinking champagne with you? In her wheelchair? <sighs> um, yeah, get... so th- we don't need that song anymore. That's yeah. sort of my take. I'm not going to do another obit, but it's an obit. It's in there. That's all my news. Should we get our guest on the horn? Yes. Okay. So, folks, welcome to the Apple TV Spectacular, starring our resident expert in shows that don't exist, Mike Conley, Codpiece, Madam, the whole deal. We're getting him on the line. Madam. Oh. Madam. Hello. Wow. Would you drop your phone in the toilet? No, I just shut a trailer off my iPad. Safe. All right, so we're here. Uh, we got one thing on our mind that we're going to hit with you, and it is <laughs> the morning show on Apple TV+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, I've. you guys are both, like, raving about it it's legitimately great. to the point of insanity, and <laughs> I've never had less interest in a show than I do with the morning show. Although you get, I don't know. Tell me about it. Why should I get in there? I'm gonna pull my notes up. Um, yeah. Madam, tell us, tell me your take. We can start with you. Well, I read the book it's based on back in 2013 or something like that. Um, the book, Brian Seltzer, who works for CNN, wrote the book. And it was actually about kind of when Ann Curry got ousted at the Today Show when they kind of forced her out. This has been optioned around for a TV show for a while, but it kind of—I think it—it definitely evolved in the the Me Too era, like when Matt Lauer lost his job. It's pretty much based on all that. Yeah, they were probably pretty scared of doing this in general. Mm. It's yeah. That's why I think it's cool that it went to Apple. I think that there's a way, like they take, like I was saying earlier, um, they basically take a an angle on Me Too that nobody's really had the stones to take yet. And there's that one line about. Almost like comparing it to the Gestapo, you know, in terms of from the male perspective. It's like Steve Carell in the show, the, the premise is he's getting like removed from this, this big morning show like Matt Lauer. But it doesn't sound like he – they're not comp- making it like a Matt Lauer direct comparison in terms of like there's – Matt Lauer, there's actual rape allegations. That would be great if they did like the thing with the door. Like they did. That. Wait, did they? They did. Oh, great. They did the thing with the door in the the push button thing in the dressing room. Yeah, so the that seems pretty direct. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a Matt Lauer comparison, but they don't go quite as in detail. Like they're not accusing him of rape; it's sexual misconduct. Okay. And he yells. Yeah, they they go out of their way to like say he's not a rapist; he's a sexual predator. A couple times. Yeah. Mm. Um, my favorite character on the show is, and I've never. This is something I'll probably never say again. Is Billy Crudup. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. You agree with me. Like, his smugness yeah. is so fucking great. I like Crudup. Yeah, he's really good in this. Like, he, he plays the, I guess, the owner of the of the news division of the network. Is mm. that what it yeah. is? He's the yeah. president. And he lacks character, the head of uh, NBC News or whatever. Yeah. I really see this show being pretty successful at the Emmys. It's super well done. Like, I was blown away by how well, I, how well all of them did. Like, Carell crushes it. I'm a big Reese Witherspoon fan. I think she's really, really good in a lot of things. Like starting back in the early 90s, she did that – or mid-90s, I guess. She did that movie Highway with Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. Not Highway. um, Freeway. Freeway. Yeah. Highway is the Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, 
it was and she's awesome like she she does and then she did the legally Sorry. blonde movies and i think she was really good on um well obviously elect, election and big right. little lies big little lies exactly so she's talented and jennifer aniston's okay she's not doing a lot of the heavy lifting which i think they thought she was gonna mm-hmm. it just sort of seems like uh steve carell and uh Reese are the ones really hitting it out I, of the park. I didn't expect that Corel angle of like a male's voice for the Me Too thing. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah, I didn't know that that was good. It was going to be about. Yeah, I would have assumed the direct opposite about it. Just not knowing about it, it's got me slightly intrigued. It's like we were saying this too. It's sort of it's like a better, more realistic, like Aaron Sorkin, you know, adaptation. Kind of like he didn't have anything to do with this, but the dialogue feels sort of that way but realistic the thing i mm. the main nitpick i have with aaron sorkin is that anything that he does seems so unrealistic it's like everybody's so quippy and quick and funny yeah. and people don't really talk like that and the world doesn't work like that and this show sort of does a good job of making like it gets its quips and it's it's clever lines in but they're not that prevalent like they're not everybody yeah. well, all the time that was the I, most I, that I was the most they... annoying thing about the newsroom is like it has like 12 main characters and they're all the same person they're all like a fast talking confident intense person like it's exa- exhausting well as, Sorry, as um as steve carell gets fired from the morning show like the first three episodes that are it's kind of just kind of how jennifer innocent's character is like unraveling and dealing with this and i think Ooh. the kind of non-sorkin moment for me is when uh, Reese Witherspoon runs up to Jennifer Aniston and says, "Like, what, what? What's your plan? What are you doing?" And she just says, "I have no idea." And that's kind of real, though. I thought was good about it. Yeah, that was a good moment. Like, yeah, we were on like a break. Plan. It's like I have no idea what I'm doing. Because yeah. if it was an Aaron Sorkin thing, they'd have some sort of will. And yeah, it's, I just <laughs> right. Sorkin would have written that. Sorkin would have had a uh, you know a grand plan. Yeah. But, but also, just Apple TV in general-wise, we talk a lot about the streaming platforms. This is the new one that just launched the other day, and... Ooh, that rest of that lineup. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah, it's like, not good. First of all, as a, as a free trial enjoyer, I'm offended by the seven-day free trial that they <laughs> offer to start this, you know... The launching of this. That's not over. a good trial at yeah. all. That's not really enough time to evaluate anything. Give me five dollars for a month to give one week for free. Yeah, give me a month at least, yeah. you monsters. And also, they only have like four hours of programming on this service right now, so I guess it makes sense. Well, we, if you bought the folks, if you're listening and you have an Apple TV, you have to have an Apple TV to watch it. Yes. So the Apple TV box. You can watch on your iPad, or your phone. Yeah, any Apple thing. I. Yeah. Which I was also, also saying. Also, if you're watching shows on your phone, just stop listening to the show because you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Ooh, you're sounding like David Lynch. He's very anti watching on the phone. Naomi. But, uh, um, so I watched For All Mankind. Oh, God. oh, come on. That's space bullshit. Oh, you mean the the space drama that was so boring that HBO probably <laughs> saw it and was like, nah, we're, we're good. <laughs> Uh, we don't no, need but this. The, the, the irony about For All Mankind is it's like this alternate past, like we didn't go to the moon, the Russians did, but then it turns into like this women's empowerment thing. Oh, so it's it's a historical drama with an alternate history. Yeah, about like, putting a woman on the moon. The, oh. Jesus. I don't know. The whole thing is super like on the nose with it that like, oh, see, this is like an alternate history and we were pretty bad to women. But I don't know. It sucks. I'm kind of it's floored bad. by this. I didn't know it was about that at all. It's like the man in the high castle, but in space. 
<laughs> Actually, it's it's the woman in the high castle. It's yeah, even yes, woker. Exactly. It'll probably win everything. But yeah, uh, did you also? So. Did you watch any of C? The new. Um, I watched about half of the first episode of C. I'm surprised you made it that far. I made it about yeah, ninety seconds, said, and uh, I couldn't I take said, it. See anymore. you later. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I was gonna say it looks like a C minus at very it's, best. It's, it's ferociously bad. Yeah, and this is another Apple TV show. They're they're really launching this service with a bang. They're like, here's a a drama with Jason Momoa like speaking a made up language, and everyone's blind and. I don't oh. know why that doesn't get enough criticism enough. Like, that sucks. <laughs> See? People love Jason Momoa. That's what it's, it is. It's like the woodsman. But yeah. I feel he, like people don't even know about this show yet. But No, but, like, when they come up with some bullshit made-up language and they don't even give you subtitles for it, and it just goes on and on. It's like, what am I watching? Yeah. Jason Momoa's already getting a little tiresome. He's always wearing, like, leather and, like, Doing something out in the wilderness. I hate how he leans into the Hawaiian thing too. He's yeah. like Mahalo, Aloha, with like some big flowing robe, and there's yeah. an ocean behind him. He thinks he thinks he's like Father Nature or something. You can tell he's got this whole like thing going on. That's why you, you never see him in a suit getting a cup of coffee before work. Yeah. No, he's always wearing like a dress. Cod, did you check out the uh, Richard Gere show that? <laughs> I don't know if you could. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I didn't see it all. <laughs> what was it called? The Elephant Queen or something? No, that's not the Gear Show. I, I didn't watch the Elephant Queen. Oh, that was the Nature thing they have. That's a good one of those. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, Nature stuff's fine. But I, I Richard, can't remember. So the Richard Gear show is gone, right? Well, no. They. I think they're gonna air it, but they announced before Apple TV even came out that it's canceled. <laughs> Which was just the most puzzling move I've ever heard of in my life. I, is the air show on already? <laughs> it is. Is the what show? Sir? <laughs> yeah. I had to get I had to get a quick sweep with that. Um, I actually don't know. Uh, he's his his whole career confuses me. Richard Gere has consistently been in nothing but boring stuff for like. Three decades. What are you talking about? Point. The Mothman Prophecies was a was a oh. phenomenal film. <laughs> good, Unfaithful good pull. Was good. Unfaithful was pretty good. Uh, yeah, he's had like a couple. But, but that's a, that's a premise that's been done like seventeen times. Maybe even four decades. He's been boring people for like a lifetime. Unfaithful is pretty much like a shitty watered down version of um. Now I'm drawing. No, the Michael Douglas movie that I'm. Uh, Disclosure. Oh, uh, for murder. No, the movie where Michael Douglas is cheating on his wife and cheap. No, that's that. perfect murder, not that. No, with Glenn Dialogue Close. Based on. Basic Instinct or Disclosure? No, come on. It's got to be yeah, one of those. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the game. Yeah. No, it's uh, Fatal Attraction. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Let, let's all watch Fatal Attraction, folks. Yes. That's a good one. A good one. But yeah, the Apple TV. It's. I mean, we'll see how they develop. They have a bunch of other shows that they're going to be... I'm not done shitting on C, if we could go back to that for a second. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, keep, keep, keep swinging. Yeah. I'm just... I, the whole time I was watching it, kind of just fascinated. I'm like, who is this made for? Mm. Like, it's... Hawaiians? It's, <laughs> Momoa diehards? But, like, I feel like somebody at Apple said, we need a, we need, like, an old-timey Game of Thrones-y sort of thing. It's like, what do we got? It's like, well, this guy's not working. He's always down to do this shit. Yeah. It's like, here's the... Like, here's the, the whole idea they can't see. It's like, oh, what? Yeah. 
it does seem silly. Like, oh, here's Apple, like the biggest company in the world, finally launching their service, and this is the yeah. But they're the not. Premier. They're not like walking into shit. Like you know, oh, I'm blind. I can't see things. Like they're still functioning perfectly fine. Yes. So it's like you're watching and thinking, like, oh, wait, right, they're blind. But you don't know they're blind. If they didn't say they were blind, you'd have no idea. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like they have to give them the cloudy eyes so you get it because it's hard to act like you're blind. Like. Ben Affleck because your eyes just right exactly yeah like Ben Affleck looks like an idiot in Daredevil when he tries to like stare straight ahead like oh I'm blind I'm not seeing stuff it, it's a tough thing to well, pull off it's just really boggling to me that the whole premise of the show is based on something they tell you that if they didn't otherwise you wouldn't know yeah yeah they have to like explain <laughs> in the I bet it starts with like a huge opening narration info dump where they just like explain this boring world to you. Nice Jason Momoa voiceover like in the year 2043, everyone loses their sight. Is it in the future or the past? It's the future. It's like the future past thing, you know. God, I hate future past. Yeah. Fuck. That is so annoying. Like it's so far into the future, we've lost everything and regressed. Whoa. It's like this. It's like some sort of woke environmental take. Like we're supposed to think, like, oh, maybe I won't throw that in the trash. I'll recycle now. <laughs> yeah, from some Hollywood liberal who hangs out with Leonardo DiCaprio and talks about Greenpeace. Yeah, on their private plane. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're guzzling down four hundred thousand dollars an hour of gas. Um, what What's, else? Cod, did you watch The King on Netflix? I did not. I, I missed the kid. I, I was just watching The Island earlier. That that show's very bad. Ooh, that is like the wor- one of the worst Netflix shows yet, and that's it's, saying um, a lot. Um, I mean, if if they just made shit up and said it, it would have been better than the script. Yeah, it's like if there's people hanging out. It's a show. It's the most laughable lost ripoff imaginable. It's all these people wake up on an island and they're like, you know. There's every type of archetype. There's like the cool guy, the mysterious woman, the this, the that. It's just I like, like to think that I'd play the cool guy. Ooh, cool guy, front and center. I'd be dead fast, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be the <laughs> you'd be the guy who dies in the second episode. Yeah, but yeah, that show's truly awful. So tell me, tell me about the king. Um, I loved it. Guess you what? Loved it. it was pretty slow, and like I thought I might not make it through in the beginning. And then it heated up a little bit, and my boy Chalamet, Timothy Chalamet, friend of the show, he was sizzling. Oh, sizzling. I don't believe that you liked it. No? Yeah. I like Do you think this is a troll? Because I've been hanging in there with this bit for like six months when the king was announced. <laughs> yes. I actually liked it too. If we're going to get I into it, this is... I believe that Scott liked it. I don't believe that you liked it. Yes. No, Cod? But um, for the fans, this is, right now, I can tell. this is the new Netflix movie. It's got Timothy Chalamet, Robert Pattinson, Ben Mendelsohn. It's like a you know pretty standard medieval war fair kind of thing. Yeah, it's uh, I, yeah. I, I wish I had a brain for yeah. I wish I had a brain for history. I'm trying to remember like the particulars of this movie. It's I just like, I guess Henry the uh, Henry the seventh. And then he gets killed or something, and then Robert Pat. I'm sorry, uh, Timothy you Chalamet. About this, you're gonna lose listeners, you know. <laughs> That's true. It's the, I can already watch yeah, the like, numbers dropping. He's the wayward son. Then he's made king, and you know, I really like the look of it. And oh, it looked great. Um, it's a Taron. I'm sorry, uh, Joel Egerton. I always get Taron Egerton and Joel Egerton confused, but 
he wrote the script with, with the caveat that he got a role in it i assume because he plays like the king's sidecar friend in it and he gets like cut in half or something stupid um yeah i liked it i thought it was interesting it's on netflix right now they there's a lot of some weird award buzz or at least i think netflix probably fabricated all those stories yeah. can't really trust any of that like oh everybody's looking at it for the awards but uh, i thought it was interesting he's like a, a kid basically who's suddenly the king and he has to make all these serious decisions about like a country and he's just kind of like a weird bored kid who just wants to like hang out with his side babe but, there uh, could be anything less interesting about this movie. <laughs> Robert no? Pattinson is actually uh, a Why scene you, stealer. You know what? We gotta we gotta move ahead here, Cuthies. I might dump you, but <laughs> go ahead and take in the king today, okay. and then we'll get another we'll get another call in, and we'll have you <laughs> we'll have you follow up on how, if you liked the king or not. We're, I'm gonna place a bet right now that you don't make it through the movie. Mm. Hoops. Will yeah, Cod make he, it through the king? No, he'll probably shut it. All right, so we have two people saying you're going to shut it. I debated hanging up this call. Wow. <laughs> we get into the king, you just click out on us. Yeah, right, go start the king right now and shoot me a text with how long you get into it. I'm going to say you shut it within 20 minutes. Mm. Talk to you later, guys. Later, bud. Later, thanks. Um, <laughs> I like he was being difficult, so he was just like, all right, thanks, we've had enough. <laughs> yeah, if he doesn't support friend of the show timothy chalamet and friend of the show robert pattinson mm. we don't have time robert pattinson really uh, breathes some life into the movie it's it's kind of like a stuffy period piece although i i was enjoying watching it but then he comes in he's being very over the top with his accent and his he's so method he's like a modern daniel day lewis or something he accuses something. chalamet of having big balls and a tiny di that was fun <laughs> and wacky like resting on them and yeah like there's battle scenes <clears throat> in the king it's always fun to see a shot of a, a sky filled up with arrows then they hit everybody our arrows will blot out the sun exactly it's classic did uh, you shot anything this week war stuff i got some shots i did yeah let's get into i have our a shots. few of those i'm gonna start off i shut off uh eddie murphy's my name is dolomite Ooh. on netflix guess what i watched all of it and enjoyed it you liked it yes Although I understand... Do you speak jive? <laughs> I'm fluent in jive. <clears throat> I understand why you shut it. It has kind of a slow start, but I thought it got really good. This is uh, the movie about Rudy Ray Moore, who, uh, you know, it kind of starts like high fidelity. He's a guy, Eddie Murphy, as Rudy Ray Moore. He's working in this uh, record store. It's high fidelity-ish. And then uh, he starts to get his controversial comedy and music act off the ground through, like, the help of the neighborhood. Like, he's like a, a, a regional treasure, one might say. Everyone around him likes him. But And then, uh, you know, he starts to get bigger and bigger. They go to see... What is it? Oh, they go to see that movie, The Odd Couple, or some old Jack Lemmon movie. And like they're all sitting there like, this is a comedy? People laugh at this? And then they start making their own movies. Then it becomes like, Be Kind Rewind, kind of, with them making their own uh, It's another movie I didn't like. But, I don't know. What's I, happening to our hood? I enjoyed it. It's kind of like Private Parts meets The Disaster Artist. That's my big meets. That's a good meets. This. I shot Meryl Streep vehicle, The Laundromat, 
also on Netflix. Ooh, that was bad. I believe you also shot that. Yes. No, but Dolomite-wise, I just had some more. Wesley Snipes is in this. You probably didn't even get to a part where he appeared on screen, but he was great in it. And I hadn't seen him in a movie in, like, years. You need him back? Yeah. Okay. Wesley. Daywalker. And Snoop Lyons in there, Mike Epps, all your guys. All right, let's move on from Dolomite. I can't do it. Um, oh. The, I shut the strange ones. Uh, okay. I don't even remember what that was. Two Days in the Valley from friend of the show John Herzfeld, director of Bobby Z. I fell asleep, so I guess I can put this in your category of lullabies. Um, movies basically get shorty if it was terrible. And Ooh. there's a Charlize Theron boob shot, which I'm still not sure Kid. was a T-double. If it was... She shows her uh, her breasts in some films. I bet it was. And... What else? I shut off Kill Chain. Kill Chain. Keanu Reeves. Or what? I'm sorry. Nicholas Cage. Kill Chain. Another movie that I watched the entirety of... What did you think of Enrico Colantoni's uh, performance? Did you have to look that up, or did you know that... No, that I had to look name? it up. Yeah. I was watching, it's just like, oh, the guy from Just Shoot Me still exists, and is playing an assassin in this movie, very unconvincingly. But yeah, this is uh, Nicolas Cage's latest straight-to-video new classic. It's on Amazon Prime, Kill Chain. Yeah, they tricked me. I thought it was going to... It had the look of Mandy in the poster. Yeah. And I noticed that it was trending... Because mm. people love just like, weird cage shit and new things. Yeah, I noticed that it was like at the top of the list on Apple TV, so I thought to myself, oh, this could be the next... And then you mentioned it, so it was all these things firing all at once, and I mm. added it to my queue, I threw it on, and it was horrible. And then I asked you what you thought of it. You said, I watched it, but it was awful. And I was like, oh, fuck. It was really bad. Cage is trying to outdo Travolta for like the king of the Amazon Prime, straight-to-video, unwatchable territory. Travolta, it's possible to outdo him in terms of vod shit bombs but they kind of tricked me like they make it look like it's a cage vehicle right but he's not in it for a, a lot of the movie like it starts he's in the oh. opening scene and then it's like the just shoot me guy for a while and then cage comes back into it later like they totally bait and switched me and nicholas cage is not only wearing a wig in this movie i think he's also wearing a beard wig his beard looked very questionable and they have beard wigs i think they do I guess that's true, like a patch or a stickum. I'm almost positive that this was a fake beard, but I can't be sure. Fans look into it, let us know. But yeah, this was like, they were trying to be John Wick. It's about a bunch of assassins, and they're like, oh, look at this neon lighting and people with guns. This is a movie. It's one of the worst things I've seen in a while. Terrible. And should we get right into other reviews of stuff we actually didn't hate some featured reviews yeah let's get in there all right sounds good hey now what was your first uh review the uh, let's get right into it. I thought I'd be topical and watch. What about Bob? <laughs> nice early '90s classic. I love that movie. I had never seen it before somehow, so it was on. Uh, it was on something. One of the streamers. I can't remember which. And I thought it was decent. Not amazing. It's pretty uh, vintage Bill Murray. 
I would say. Yeah. And like when I was watching it, eighties and nineties movies are weird in this way that I don't even know how to explain. But they're so different than like comedies that come out these days. I don't know how to explain it either, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It's just every time I watch one, like this movie wouldn't get made now. Like there's not enough here, and it's too weird. It's a different formula now. Yeah. Completely. And Bill Murray was funny, and I get that it's like kind of the point of the movie, but he was like very irritating in this movie. Like for people who haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a while, like he's a wacky, crazy guy who follows his new shrink on vacation. His new shrink's played by Richard Dreyfus, and I I was like Team Dreyfus watching this. Like Bill Murray's funny, but I was like this guy's this guy's a lunatic, and he's going way out of his uh, way to just like ruin this guy's life. It was kind of you didn't get a was, kick out of it. It was funny, but I was more yeah I was getting the wrong like vibe from it. I should have just been laughing, but I was like this is this is too much. This is a, a madcap romp. Of insanity. And yeah, like he's... He makes Dreyfus think he's crazy and it gets to the point where Bill Murray's like writing his prescriptions for him. It was... It is funny. It has some laughs. And it got me thinking, did you see that news story about Bill Murray applying for a job at P.F. Chang's? (sighs) He's so epic and crazy. And whoa. That sucks. Yeah, I saw that. It's... The whole thing with Bill Murray, like, oh, like... He I just saw- shows up and there he is. Yeah, it's like, those stories are going in the obits. I'd rather have Jeremy Renner show up. <laughs> yeah. And he just pop... It's ah, just, oh, there he is. And <laughs> and he just sings to us. Yeah, that... We need someone new to be, like, the Bill Murray guy. Like, he's had enough of those stories. I want to hear some... But, like, Harvey Weinstein. He pops up places, and it just it's a surprise, and you weren't expecting him to be there, like, <laughs> you know, like, inside of a potted plant. Ah. Don't ruin your friendship with me for five minutes. Please, please. Don't make a scene, please. But, yeah, that was What About Bob. It's... It's decent. It's worth yeah, it's watch. funny, and I'm it's sure probably like a three ninety nine rental or whatever, four ninety nine to own. So I'd say go pull the trigger, and if you like Bill Murray before he was completely over fucking saturated and exposed and just shoved down our throats. Yes. Um, and I'll do my other real quick. I went and saw Metallica, S and M two. Wait, that was in theaters. In the theater. Oh, and you went to it. Yes. I, I thought this was an on TV thing. Yeah. It was sweet. Such a cut. And it was only playing one night only, which is... It was part I'm back of, for one night only. Was part of like, ah, oh, they're only doing this one night. I should maybe just get out there, see this. Where'd you take it in? Randolph had a free pass, which was Solo? huge. No, with Brian. Brian. Other Brian, but yes. The, uh... I probably wouldn't have seen it if I didn't have a free pass, because it is, you know, like seeing a concert in a movie theater. I was... Uh, it was kind of silly. But it was great. When I was buying the tickets, there were women behind me in line who were... They saw on the showtimes that Jesus is King is playing, which is like a 30-minute movie to accompany Kanye West's new album. And I was just laughing at them, thinking it's probably the new, like, Kirk Cameron, like, Christian drama. Like, oh, should we see Jesus is King? But, uh... I just want to hear that thunder. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a cool, uh... Was it? Cool they play the say. whole album? 
No, they, it was all new stuff. Like, they, they played this, No Leaf Clover, which is, like, one of their best songs that only exists on the S&M concerts. I don't know why they don't, like, record a version of it. Wait for it. Yeah, this song's fucking awesome. Yeah. And James Hetfield, he's still really good at singing. Like, the, um... He transitions from like his actual singing voice to like the yeah wah yeah stuff like very well. He's I, yeah I've, Metallica I, rules. I've seen him live twice. Yeah. It's something that like if they come back to Boston or wherever you may be listening, it's definitely something that I recommend. Yeah, I don't know if they're still cool. I don't know if Metallica Who cares. Yeah, but but yeah, it was it was great. And this just them. in, folks. Cod just shut the king. <laughs> just sorry to interrupt with breaking news. <laughs> That's important. They needed yeah, to know. They needed that. Um, but yeah, it was... Yeah, go see that. Oh, they, you can't, so I'm sure it's going to become a VOD option. One thing, I wish the orchestra was a little more pronounced. Like, it's them playing with a full... The San Francisco... The SFO. Or, yes. And I wish, like, they made it more of a thing at, at times. Huh. I really like the the mix of metal and classical music. It's a good, uh, it's a good thing. But yeah, it was very cool, and... I'm getting too old to even enjoy a concert in a movie theater, I learned. Because by the end of this, I was, like, falling asleep and then getting restless. Even though it was good. It was, like, two and a half hours long. But, uh, yeah. Check it out when it comes out, when it's released proper. On Spotify, and I'm sure the concert will be available on this or that, or ba-ba-ba. I had a... An interesting a movie that I've been kind of playing with on iTunes for a while is uh, a Sean William Scott serious vehicle. Wow. Called Bloodline. Not to be confused with the show. Uh, but it was, to me, I thought it was going to be a piece of crap. The trailer's a little choppy, but I actually loved it. And mm. I'm like post American Pie franchise, Sean William Scott. I'm a fan. I enjoyed yeah. him in Goon and. I don't no. know why he kind of like disappeared. This is his first anything in a while. He had some drug and alcohol issues. I think oh. he was in and out of rehab, and I think he's since figured. It seems like he's figured it out. He looks great. Stiffmeister. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't know that, but that makes sense. This is my my meets for this movie. I would say it's it follows meets Dexter. Hmm. It was. It has that weird synth score, and really good gore Scotty and likes some fun synth. twists. It's hmm. a you know a cheap rental on iTunes. The movie's called Bloodline. It's Sean William Scott is this guidance counselor at a California high school, mm. and he's kind of taking the law into his own hands. And, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's violent. It's compelling. Mm. There's a couple interesting little twists. I, I recommend it. Two ba, ba, thumbs ba. up. Bloodline with Sean William Scott. Sounds good. I also watched a movie uh, called The Intruder with Intruder. friend of the show Dennis Quaid. It was a... And I believe it still is an iTunes 99-cent rental. The 99-cent rental of the week. Yes. Basically, a young married couple uh, buys a beautiful house on several acres of land only to find out that the man they bought it from refuses to let go of the property. Um, it features Megan Good and Joe Sikora from Power. Critics called it like a reverse get out. Dennis Quaid sucks at being creepy, and the movie's basically just going through the motions. It's Cape Fear, but not interesting and not compelling. And I just kept asking myself, why is he still around? Yeah. 
the score was weird. The lighting was weird. The set design is unrealistic. The acting is lifeless. The dialogue is predictable and unrealistic. And the plot is telegraphed. Yeah, it's one of those movies like he sells his house and then he's just like the weird creepy guy who's lingering around yeah. like mowing the lawn of the family who just bought it. It seems like a... It was dumb. Yeah. I shut it after watching it for an hour. Literally <laughs> yeah, like, with 10 minutes to go, I just pulled the plug. The last second shot. So it's not technically a shot, but it's a shot. Um, Are you more of a Dennis Quaid guy or a Randy Quaid guy? I've kind of had it with both of them. Randy Quaid being all nuts and like being banned from everything, I just... Enough. Quaid's. Um... I also went to see Terminator Dark Fate with my brother. He hated it. Ooh. I liked it. Um, I want to see it. I'm, are we Mackenzie Davis guys? That's my first question. We are. I think she's a baby. You enjoyed and, Tully? And she has chops. Yes, I did like Tully. I forgot about that. She was, uh, she was Tully. She was the titular role, as they say. But yeah, I'm surprised I haven't seen Terminator yet. I was going to go the other day, but I then, figured you'd beat me to that, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like fired up to see it a little bit. As much as one can be for the fourth attempt at <laughs> making a decent sequel to T2. Um, it roars right in from the start. It's like a buckle up kind of movie. Ooh. $185 million budget. They split it between Skydance, 20th Century Fox, and Paramount. Fun fact that I learned while watching, I Googled this, is Larry Ellison, the CEO, billionaire CEO of Oracle, his son David founded Skydance Media in, I think, like 06 or something. Mm. He was 23 years old. He's my age now. And... Um, it makes you feel. It makes me. It made me feel pretty lousy about owning a small personal training studio when this guy's swinging for the fences. Um, but I don't know. I think the fact that it had, I, I was expecting it to, the budget to be higher because like it's a ton of fucking really good CGI, mm -hmm. but then also a lot of live real action and you know stuff exploding and cars and. Uh, Linda Hamilton roaring onto the screen was better than I imagined. I didn't realize Tim Miller directed this, and I hate admitting the fact that I enjoyed the first Deadpool, but I really do think he's got some good action movie directing chops. Mackenzie mm -hmm. um, Davis did a pretty good job. At one point, she slices a CGI fly in half with a butterfly knife. Ooh. It's kind of cool. That seems like something that a cool Terminator robot would do. Overall, I would give it one thumb up, six out of ten. And I like you mentioned that you only saw the first three Terminator movies. You didn't see four or five. I saw one, two, and three, and that's yeah. it. That's helpful for you, I think. I thought so too. You don't have like the abandoned storylines <laughs> of four and five Correct. just swimming around your head because God has that gotten complicated. They just buried that, right? Like they are like they did the whole like those didn't happen. This every, is what happened. They've done that with every one that they've made since three. They've ignored the one that came before it. And yeah, I saw a bunch of news stories like, does this movie have a post credit sequence? I hate how that's like the new the takeaway from every movie. Like no one cares how it is. They're just like, is there like a hint at the next thing they're gonna make? It's just like, who cares? Yeah, like, Marvel kind of started that trend, right? Oh, absolutely. And now and it's just... I actually don't stay for those. I don't care. Yeah. I, I remember I you roped sometimes. me into a few of them, and I'm just sort of like... Sometimes I need it. I'm, I'm just sitting there like, oh, I don't want to be this guy, but I need oh, to see Oh, you're very this. much that guy. <laughs> you are like the king of that guy. But yeah, the and like they'll probably abandon the storyline and start afresh 
you know, new one in the next one they make in five years. So why does it even matter if it has a, a post credit sequence? It's nonsense. Ridiculous. All right. That's it for us. Fuck it. Let's yes. just do 90 seconds of The Departed. We forgot last week, so I think we're going to... We said we're going to do 180 seconds this week. Yeah. I don't think I want to do that. Why it's not? A long, it's like five minutes. <laughs> we, we need it. The fans, they'll love it. We're doubling uh, up. Here we go. <clears throat> I felt like we should have a... I don't know. I feel like we didn't have a good featured review this week, but fans, we'll be back next week with something hot and popping that we both saw or something. That it added. Saying he worked at the airport. It's clean. Um, yeah, come on. What come fucking on? Show me you out. They're at the scene in the back of the bar with Leonardo DiCaprio with the cast, and they just busted open his arm cast. What the fuck? Makes me curious to see you in this neighborhood. I love how disheveled he is in this movie. Jack Nicholson, Nicholson yeah. yeah. His hair. Environment. It makes me sad, this uh, regression. Plus, I don't know if it's beyond some fucking cock prick like Queen and to pull you out of these days and send you after me. I just can't know. know what they do in that particular department, anyway. No! Are you still a cop? No! No! He's beating his arm with a Timberland boot. The scene should be a lot cooler than it is. <laughs> we love that line. Well, it's so unrealistic. He already had a broken arm from fighting, and now he's getting his fucking arm smashed with a five-pound Timberland boot. Like that would do permanent damage to his arm. Yeah. And yeah, the way he does it with the boot, they should have just thought of something more. Visually interesting. I don't know. Something off that about it. Scotty nitpick. Let's not cry over spilled guineas. <laughs> I feel like Martin Scorsese's been on autopilot since '06 when he made this. Kid, we'll find out with the Irishman. I'm gonna wait till it. it's on Netflix. I'm not going to see it in theaters. I think he was on autopilot when he made this. This movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Since this, since this, '06. Yeah. Here it is, Your Highness. As Wait, hold on. Might be my favorite line in the whole movie. Is he talking about his penis? <laughs> I don't know what else he could possibly be talking about. Get in the car, I want to show you something. Masterful. Now we're learning a little French, the number one backstory. We're really getting into it. And that's 180 seconds of The Departed, folks. That was only 180? Yep. Damn, that felt like 90. Flew by. Time yeah. flies when you're having fun watching a movie you've seen 30 plus times. Um, what else we got? Is that it? That seems like it. The, uh, what follow, are your plugs? Follow us, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever else we're available. Rate, review, tell a friend, tell your family, tell everyone you know. Tweet them. Do whatever you do. Folks, I have coffee anxiety, so I'm not even going to say anything else. I'm just going to end the show. I love you very much. Wow, wow, wow. Are we still going? Over. Okay.